everybody. Jeff Cruschel here, the con man behind the glass, and we're your weekly source for performance information. Listen, reach out to us. Questions, comments, smart remarks, or if you have a topic or something you'd like us to investigate this upcoming year, let us know. We may dedicate a segment, even an entire episode to your idea, or if you're just looking for some advice or some help, we don't have the answers. I can tell you one thing right now, we will get those answers for you, and we answer every message we get. Info at Crush Performance is the email. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush. And on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel, check out Crush Performance. Okay, well, let's get into it. We are well into the holiday season. Happy late Thanksgiving to all of our good friends in the U.S. of A. I hope you had a great kickoff to the holiday season down there. And for everybody else around the world, it has arrived. December and the holiday season, regardless of what you celebrate, it's a really, really important time of the year. Family friends getting connected again and uh, a time for celebration. And I've been promising here for the last few weeks that we would be talking nutrition. And I've been trying to line up a fantastic conversation with one of our good friends who is a director of nutritional performance in the NFL. It just hasn't worked out. As you can imagine, their schedules are pretty busy, especially as the season is getting close to an end here. So we are going to do that early in the new year. We'll be visiting with them after the season is done, and uh, we'll be talking about performance nutrition with some of the top minds in all of sport in the new year. But I wanted to get to it because, you know, heading into the holiday season, um, I think it's really important that we're aware of this side of our health our wellness, and certainly our performance. It's something to think about, and I've been wanting to do it for a couple of weeks. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a conversation we had with Brian St. Pierre of Precision Nutrition. This conversation is packed with great advice and some really easy-to-use ideas that you can implement right now. So we'll be talking to Brian coming up later in the show. And it's just a, such an important part of your health, as we mentioned, but In terms of maximizing performance, you guys all know that we have our priorities when it comes to maximizing our performance. And on the top of everything, sleep is king here. And 30% of the population are still not getting the sleep they need, whether it's uh, the commute in the morning, waking up early, or it's a technology at night. There are so many barriers for getting quality sleep. The seven and a half hours per night range, six and a half to nine and a half hours for adults, You need to figure out how much sleep you need in order to operate. And it can vary a little from person to person. But one of the tricks that we use with our guys, so we're not stressed out from night to night, or if we don't get a good sleep night, you can operate quite well if there's a night that you don't get a good sleep. So don't get stressed out about that. We block our sleep. We look at the amount of sleep our guys need or our athletes, our our ladies need over the course of a week. And we just make sure that over the seven-day period, we're getting enough sleep to operate at the highest level possible. If we have a rough night's sleep, for whatever reason, we just make it up the next day by going to bed earlier or plugging in some strategic nap times. Uh, We try to stay very, very consistent with our wake-up times. But you guys all know that sleep is king when it comes to human performance. A close second 
is nutrition. And like getting poor sleep, there is no escaping poor nutrition. It affects everything you do. And the implications in the area of health and wellness are as big and as important as they are in the world of performance. It has to be done right. Now, you don't have to go crazy and you don't have to get stressed out about it. There's some very simple things you can do to make it easy and functional. But what if I told you a few years ago, the CDC and the World Health Organization announced that diet and weight-related diseases have taken over from smoking as the number one preventable causes of death. We're literally eating ourselves to death. When it comes to health and wellness, and our children especially, we have got to start making some adjustments, ladies and gentlemen. And it's really important. With about two-thirds of the population, more than two-thirds, dealing with weight management issues, You'd think we'd have it all figured out, especially when you go with some of the dark predictions out there where they're looking at the impact of health-related issues associated with being overweight or obesity and their ability and the probability that they will wipe out every single healthcare system on the planet if we don't address it now, if it's not too late already. But it's not for lack of effort. It was recently shown that of the people with significant weight issues, 60% have tried to lose weight more than six times. And of those that have tried more than six times, 30% of those people have tried 20 or more times. But they're not having success. Diets don't work. We had a great conversation a few years back with Dr. Yanni Friedhoff about his book, The Diet Fix, Why Diets Fail and How to Make Yours Work. And that was a really, really uh, interesting conversation with Dr. Friedhoff. He's a bariatric surgeon up in Canada, and uh, he's done some really, really good work on raising the awareness of obesity and childhood obesity and some of the things that are going on in the world of food, especially when we're talking about the big food companies and their influence on society and the way we eat. Things are changing drastically. But one of the interesting takes out of his research is the fact that diets don't work. If they did, we wouldn't have this weight problem. And I think sometimes we jump in and we just go a little too far. It has to be realistic. One of the reasons diets don't work is because over the long run, they're not realistic. Now, we have seen even some of our close friends and our ex-athletes do a really good job of continued dedication to managing their weight. Because it's not an easy thing to do. But if you get into a lifestyle and a pattern that works for you, you can do it. According to Dr. Friedhoff and his research, 90% of all diets fail, which is concerning when you consider that the North American weight loss industry generates 70 to $80 billion a year in revenue. How's that working for us? It is not. So I think raising the awareness of nutrition and some of the things you can do is really important. And I think one of the other misnomers out there is the fact that exercise is going to help you control your weight. Exercise is incredibly important and absolutely critical to your health, but it is not the answer to weight management issues. Exercise can only influence about 20% of your overall modifiable weight, where your diet and your daily diet choices influence the other 80%. If you really want to make a change with your body composition and your weight, you have to address your diet. And that's why conversations like today are so, so important. Nutrition and hydration in our hierarchy of performance priorities is number two. Sleep, rest, recovery, number one. 
nutrition and hydration, number two. Those two things work closely hand in hand, and they're critical to get right. Now, there's lots of different ways to go about it. So let's get to our conversation with Brian St. Pierre of Precision Nutrition. There's a lot of great information right here. Listen to this. And we're joined now by Brian St. Pierre, sport dietitian at Precision Nutrition. Uh, Brian, hey, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Well, hey, our pleasure, most certainly. We're coming off of a show with Yanni Friedhoff, where we sort of set the tone with uh, the all-encompassing perspective of the diet, diet industry, weight loss, weight control, and a bit about, you know, just overall daily nutrition. And today, we're really excited to have you on to talk more about the performance side. And again, this isn't restricted to sport. This could be applied to the boardroom, to a big sales pitch. This could be applied to, you know, your big concert or exams. I mean, we know that nutrition, Brian, affects absolutely everything we do. And so when we look at the overall... I guess, strategies for, you know, eating properly. There's a lot of things out there that people read or people see and a lot of things in the marketing strategies of these big companies and supplement companies. But let's just get down to the nitty gritty of it. You know, one of the things that's happened in sport here recently is everybody's sort of got into, you know, the ratios of carbohydrates, fats and proteins, which, you know, has a place for certain. But they've also been a lot of talk about this whole nutrient timing concept. And I just wanted to ask you guys at Precision Nutrition, uh, your impressions of nutrient timing, who is it for? And is it really everything that we think it is when we read all the literature out there? Um, to answer your last question, like, yes and no. It, it all depends on who we're talking about, right? Like, nutrition in general is, is context-dependent. So what's appropriate for an overweight diabetic office worker who's new to nutrition may not be appropriate for um, a high-level executive who's been cranking out nutrition for a couple of years or an elite athlete who's at the very peak of performance, right? So the context really matters. In terms of nutrient timing, um, I would say for the most part, it doesn't matter all that much. I mean, it, it, can, be, it can be very helpful in certain circumstances. It depends on the person. Um, for the most part, the way we look at it is for, for people we consider to be, I don't want to say new clients, but people who are generally just starting out or are looking to just make general improvements in their health and, and fitness, it's not an incredibly important strategy uh, unless you're using it as a structure to like, get your total intake under control. Some people like to utilize what we used to call like post-workout and anytime meals. So post-workout meals would be stuff that's higher in carbohydrate. Anytime meals would be meals that are lower in carbohydrate. And so you just have post-workout meals, right? More carbohydrates after you work out. And so in that context, uh, people would use that to give them a framework on how to eat on a daily basis. And in that regard, it's fantastic. It's not necessarily the timing that's the critical piece. It's just giving you a good framework and structure to control your total intake for the day. Uh, for more advanced people, people like an endurance athlete to have multiple events or at the highest end of sport, people have every single advantage can matter, even just a 1% or 2% edge. Um, it can certainly be more important for them because they can look to get any type of competitive edge possible. Or people who are just looking to build large amounts of muscle or lose large amounts of fat or lose it in a rapid manner, 
nutrient timing might be more beneficial for those people as well. Right. And so in terms of nutrient timing, basically what we're talking about here is we're talking about when you eat in relationship to your workouts, practice or major events in your life. I like what you say, Brian, about, you know, using it sort of as a strategy just to organize your daily routine, because we know routine is very, very important, especially when it comes to nutrition. We're talking with Brian St. Pierre, sport dietitian for precision nutrition. Um, So I think that's a very interesting perspective. One of the things I think that we've seen, you know, uh, over the period of time we've been working with high performance athletes, guys who have really success in following and maintaining a structured diet are the guys that write things down. How much do you guys emphasize, you know, keeping a log or at least setting the tone initially by keeping that daily log in place? That's something that we definitely do. It's not um, always an initial practice. It depends on the person. Um, but for most of our, our coaching clients, we have them fill out a, like a week food journal for a couple of weeks. Um, probably a couple weeks into working with us, maybe a couple months into working with us because absolutely it can be very eye opening. Now on the flip side for some people um, who are maybe a little more uh, obsessive about their intake or who will agonize over stuff, it can, it can actually be a detriment because it can make them feel guilty. You know, their coach is going to see this or even if they're writing it down just for themselves, they feel guilty because they see things that they quote unquote shouldn't eat um, but for the most part, it can be an excellent exercise just for making you more aware of your intake. Just increasing awareness of intake will almost always improve intake. So in that regard, it's an excellent tool. Huh? Great perspective right there. We're talking with Brian St. Pierre, sport dietitian for Precision Nutrition. Now, Brian, let me ask you this. We know that, you know, when we get into the overall programs, if we're talking about performance eating per se, for athletes who are trying to achieve in sport or high-performance executives or, you know, any type of high-performance person. It could be a radio mm-hmm. personality or a concert pianist or, or it doesn't matter. Um, what are some of the basic fundamentals we need to look at? Because we know that nutrition in general has to revolve around a real solid base of daily nutrition. And then from there, maybe do we look at specializing and getting into this nutrient timing from that real solid foundation? Absolutely. I mean, the foundation is critical, and to me, that's that's too often overlooked. Even at high ends of of performance or competition, uh, people will will jump right ahead to the really cool, sexy, fancy stuff, and then kind of almost miss out on the basic fundamentals first. Like you're not going to become a high level executive or performer or athlete without mastering fundamentals for a good chunk of time first. So I'm I'm a big, big advocate of mastering the fundamentals first. So that would be something as simple as making sure you get adequate amounts of protein, adequate amounts of carbs, you know, fat, fruits and vegetables. Uh, so we, we really emphasize having people eat pretty balanced meals. Um, and we use what's called like our hand size portion. So basically we use hands to reference your portion size. So it's like a palm for protein, a fist for vegetables, a cupped hand for carbs, and a thumb for fat. We do this for two reasons. One, it's portable, right? Your hands go with you anywhere you go. You can use them at restaurants, social events, at home. You don't have to do any complicated math or bust out a scale or anything. And two, it's scalable. So generally, people with bigger people who are bigger have bigger hands. Therefore, they get to eat more food. People who are smaller have smaller hands and therefore eat less food. Um, obviously, there are exceptions, but it's just a good general rule of thumb. And so for men, we do two servings of each of those things. At each meal, and for women, it's one serving of each of those things, approximately. And it just gives you an awesome framework to build out that foundation. Yeah. And you can adjust from there based on goals. You want to build muscle or, you know, boost performance, or if you want to lose fat, 
we can it's a framework from which to easily adjust and work from. Yeah, I love it. Hey, at the next big family meal, when they ask, hey, Jeff, what do you want? I'm going to go, hey, I'll get two fists of turkey and uh, two thumbs of gravy, please. <laughs> I love it, man. Good stuff. And it works really well. Our clients have taken to it big time um, because you don't have to get super particular about it, but it's really easy to adjust. Yeah, I really like that. That is a real functional approach to, you know, getting control of portion size. Because let's face it, in today's world, portion size is one of the biggest issues we face, even at the high performance level, you know, because mm. we all get out there. And especially when stuff tastes good, Brian, oh, my goodness, yeah. we're in big trouble. So Absolutely. I love the hand. have you eat more of it. You know, that's the whole point. Hey, everybody, it's the holiday season. Family, friends, food, sports and football. Lots of and lots of football. In fact, do you want to be able to watch every single NFL game no matter where you live or what team you root for? There's a proven way to watch every football game live for a fraction of the price of DirecTV or NFL Sunday Ticket, ExpressVPN. Here's how it works. Use ExpressVPN to buy the International Game Pass. Punch in a location and ExpressVPN lets you buy the International Game Pass for just $125 and stream all the games. ExpressVPN comes with apps for computers, mobile, and digital media players like Fire TV. Plus, use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all of your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN I've tried, costs less than $7 a month, and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Enjoy the entire NFL season with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash crush. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash crush for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash crush to learn more. Get your football fix and protect your online activity today with ExpressVPN. Hey, we're talking with uh, Brian St. Pierre, a sport dietitian from Precision Nutrition. Yeah, this is great stuff. So let's talk about this now, Brian. Okay, we're getting into, you know, having a real good fundamental foundation of daily nutrition, which we know pretty much sets us up for anything and any challenge we're going to have. Now we're going to attack maybe an intense practice or an intense board meeting or an all-night session or overnight flights and traveling abroad. Let's talk about this. You know, we have the whole concept that every athlete is familiar with pre-exercise, during exercise, and post-exercise nutrition. And there are tricks to the trade here for certain. So let's hit it off with the pre-exercise nutrition needs. Um, What's the precision nutrition approach here? Because there's so many different approaches to this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we try to keep it pretty simple, even for for high-level athletes. We work with professional football players, basketball players, MMA guys. Even at that level, people think it needs to be like this meticulous to the T, and that's not exactly necessarily the case. Um, but for the most part, here's what we normally recommend. So before an activity, board meeting, uh, athletic event, what have you, we recommend people eat a relatively normal meal, like one to two hours beforehand. So a normal meal, meaning using those, those hand-sized guidelines uh, that I gave before. Yep. So you just eat that an hour or two before. That way you're getting adequate protein, you're getting adequate carbs to help fuel your your, your upcoming session, and you're getting adequate fiber to help keep everything pretty steady and, and um, not coming in, in and out too quickly, things like that. So that's just going to help fuel your performance, boost recovery, making sure you're, you're hydrated, right? So really making sure you're getting in some water or other low-calorie beverage uh, before as well. 
and you're only eating foods that agree with you. So this is super important. People tend to forget it. They'll think, okay, I have this big game coming up. Well, I'm going to have this special meal. Well, that's a meal you don't eat very often. You, know, you don't necessarily know how you're going to react to that meal when you go to play. So we recommend you either practice with meals like that beforehand or you only eat meals that you need, like, eat on a regular basis to make sure they're not going to negatively impact you uh, while you're trying to perform. Oh, Brian, I really like that concept because I've seen this backfire so many times I can't even tell you. But I like what you just said. Practice with the meals you're going to perform on. That is mm-hmm. so important. It's key. And it, we see it time and time again. Um, and it's something that people struggle with because they, they just don't even really think about it. They don't think about practicing their nutrition, right? Yeah, right. And you know, important. Yeah, for sure. And when we talk about sports performance, two big words that we really like to focus on is routine and consistency. And this is mm-hmm. no exception, right? And that's, that's it, right? That's, you nailed it, right? It's the T. Yeah, great. Hey, we're talking with Brian St. Pierre, a sport dietitian from Precision Nutrition. Um, it's precisionnutrition.com, right, Brian? You got it. Yeah, and uh, we're talking, of course, performance dieting, performance eating today, uh, just sort of hitting on the pre-exercise. Let's sort of jump into during exercise. Now, there's a lot of different approaches here. And again, you've been mentioning this whole conversation about how specific and sort of situational uh, nutrition is. And during exercise, nutrition is no exception. Depending on what event you're competing in and and what you're doing, that could really determine how you approach your your in-competition or uh, in-practice nutrition. I would say that might even be the most context dependent. Um, you know, if you're someone like myself doing a 45 minute workout, you know, if I had a good meal an hour or two before, I can probably just have water during my session to help keep me hydrated, come fueled for my pre-workout meal. Um, it's not such a long event where I'm going to be needing more fuel while I'm doing it. However, if I'm like an elite athlete or I'm going to be in something that's going to last like over two hours, uh, I'd want to consume something with, with some carbohydrates obviously some fluid and probably some electrolytes as well. Um, it's like a Gatorade, Powerade, so a simple sports drink. On the flip side, if I'm someone who wants to basically build a lot of muscle, like while I'm, while I'm training, maybe I have a, a protein and carbohydrate drink or some BCAAs um, while I'm training as well. So it, it, it can all depend, um, but definitely it's probably the most context dependent. For most people, water can be fine for, for more advanced levels trying to push muscle gain, a protein and carb drink or BCAAs. If you are an athlete, um, probably if it's just practice, maybe some water, it's a game, sipping on a sports drink, uh, definitely won't hurt and it might help. Yeah, great stuff. And for everybody out there, BCAA is branched chain amino acids, a real important part of the diet. But yeah, that's an interesting perspective on, you know, uh, uh, during exercise, nutrition. And, you know, one of the things we see, like take, take for example, um, a, a football game or even a basketball game with the, you know, the way the NBA playoffs are going right now, you have sort of that halftime interval, you know, during, mm-hmm. ex- during games like that, Brian, what would be the strategies for sort of a halftime for a football player or a, a basketball player? Uh, those sports are really unique that way. Hockey, even between periods, do you guys have approach for those types of high intensity sort of uh, a short burst types of, of, of games that, you know, get these breaks where you can maybe top up a little bit? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it generally depends on the athlete. For the most part, we just recommend like maybe a, a pretty watered down protein and carbohydrate drink or just a sports drink um, because you want to make sure first and foremost that you're staying hydrated and that you're not going to basically uh, upset the stomach. So some, a lot of people having like a solid food, like even, even a piece of fruit or something in between can just not settle correctly because of the fiber content. 
Um, it's just going to slow down digestion. It might sit a little more in the stomach. So we generally recommend liquid simply because ease of digestion um, and, and intermittent sports like that. It doesn't need to be you know, like a 30-ounce Gatorade. You're, you're not going to be expending that many grams of carbohydrates during your, your activity. So for in between football at halftime, you know, basketball at halftime, hockey between periods, just sipping on like a sports drink would be perfect. A lot of guys like to drink water, like in hockey, water between shifts. Just drink water between shifts, then have some sports drink in between periods. That's perfect. Football, same kind of idea. You, know, you can sip water on the sidelines. If you have a sports drink during halftime, same kind of thing with basketball. So that's, that's probably our, our normal approach, and we would customize it based on the individual, based on how they respond and the, the position they play, things of that nature. Yeah, just nails. Just nails right there. We're talking with Brian St. Pierre, sport dietitian with Precision Nutrition. Well, let's hit the last one and maybe a very important one because one of the things we talk about in the priority of sport performance, Brian, is rest and recovery as being the number one priority when we build a program. All of the work, practice, and everything that we do with our athletes, our executives, our, our high performers is really based on how much rest they can get over any period of time. And recovery from exercise or stressful situations is incredibly important. And we know that can be influenced absolutely at a high level through proper nutrition post-exercise. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, research consistently shows that if you wait too long after exercising, you're going to decrease your ability to recover from that. You're going to decrease your ability to adapt from that. Um, and so your next session performance won't be as strong. So you're decreasing next session performance or next event performance, recovery, uh, muscle building, fat burning, you name it. And so what we generally recommend is you have a longer window of time than most people have, have discussed in the, in, in the past. Now, it used to be well, the minute you finish working out or the minute your game finished, you have something immediately. You have probably an hour to two. After a really big game, I'd probably keep it closer to one. Um, if you just ate an hour before a workout and you work out for an hour, you probably have closer to one to two hours. Um, so it depends on exactly how intense the session was, how long the session was, you know, how long from your previous meal. But you have about one to two hours, so you have time to shower up before you can have some food. But then again, it's, I would just eat a pretty normal, balanced meal. You want to have adequate protein, adequate carbs, get in some veggies, get in some healthy fats. Um, and generally have a low-calorie beverage again, maybe some water, something like that. However, if you just pushed yourself really hard, maybe you have a sports drink, maybe you just have an extra cup handful of carbohydrates uh, post-training. So rather than it being two for a man or one for a woman, you have three cup handfuls of carbs for men or, or two for women. And you can adjust based on, you know, maybe you were back up that game and you didn't play a ton. Maybe you play a position where you didn't move a ton, so you don't have to increase it. Maybe you expended a ton of energy, so you do increase it. You can adjust based on personal experience like that. That's exactly how we set it up. Brian, absolutely great conversation here. I think we've hit all the major parts, but we know we could talk with you for about two straight hours without <laughs> taking a breath right now. So listen, uh, we're out of time, but listen, uh, if people want to get more information about you, Precision Nutrition, and all the great things you guys do over there, it's precisionnutrition.com. Uh, you guys run a bunch of different programs. You guys are all over the place now. Uh, if people want to get in touch, what's the best way to do it? Um, you can just go to the website. We have like a contact us page. You can shoot me an email, uh, brian at precisionnutrition.com. But generally, the best place is we have our, our, our website, and we have a Facebook page, you know, Precision Nutrition right on Facebook. Tons of interaction with the whole team, myself, JB. JB will be on there sometimes, um, some other people on the team as well. So you get lots of interaction. We have forums within our websites. We have a lot of different areas you can interact with us. Great, Brian. Well, listen, we really appreciate your time today. Great information from you. We can't wait to talk to you again. All right. Take care. Thank you. Great.
Okay, there you go. Fantastic conversation right there with Brian St. Pierre of Precision Nutrition. Uh, And you can tell that if you really look at it holistically, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You can narrow it down to some very, very simple things you can do to impact your health, your wellness, and your weight right now. For our athletes, it's a little bit different. And that's why I like talking to experts like Brian because his focus and his background really, really is in the sport performance world. But there's so many great things we can take out of that because look, what's happening right now as a whole in our society, it's not working. Childhood obesity, diabetes, overweight and overweight diseases and and health issues are on the rise at astronomical rates despite everything that we know right now. It's still working the wrong way. We've got to individually start making some really, really smart decisions, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. And it comes down to simple things like portion control, like Brian talked about, some really easy things you can do on a weekly schedule and, you know, picking your times to eat. And for our athletes, it's a little bit different. You know, like our doctors who have areas of expertise, you go to your general practitioner, they may find an issue where they need a specialist. So they'll sign you over to the specialist. The specialist will then address that issue because, well, that's their area of expertise. It's very, very similar in the sport nutrition world. General nutrition is very, very different than sport nutrition. That's why for all of our athletes, we find somebody who has a background in sport nutrition because it is a little bit different. It's quite a bit different, especially when you dig down. But the principles are all there. We're human. It's a human thing. We say it on the show all of the time. So got to thank Brian for that great conversation. So many gems right there that I think everybody can use. Heading into the holiday season and getting yourself set up for the new year. We know the new year, well, everybody's going to try to set goals for the new year. And it is an important time. I I kind of like it sort of like a marker, an annual marker. Now, whether you've had a great year this last year in terms of your weight control, your performance, or you're building on what you've created last year, or maybe you learned from your mistakes from last year. Uh, I always like the idea of heading, heading into a new year with a fresh set of goals and ideas. I'm a big proponent of resolutions and goal setting. It doesn't have to be set around the new year, but I think it's just a convenient time to at least talk about it and get fired up. Uh, But we know that the majority of New Year's resolutions will revolve around health, wellness, and certainly weight control. And it literally starts with the decisions you make every single day. Make smart decisions. Now, we also know That it's not so easy to overcome the hormone changes and the stress hormones and how they disrupt our appetite and carbohydrate cravings and how our diet really, really can influence our bodies to create these cravings. And that's where you just have to put your foot down and make an adjustment and then stay with it. It's going to be small steps, just like anything else. And it is a process that never ends. So let's get out there and let's get after it. So hopefully some food for thought. (laughs) No pun intended there. Well, no, not really. It wasn't intended, but maybe it worked out that way. But um, there's some food for thought as we head into the holiday season here. So that being said, the holiday season coming up in the next two weeks, it is the annual Crush top gift ideas for the athletes. We're going to be unleashing our top 10 gift ideas this year. And there's some cool new additions. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty excited about this uh, list we have. And we're going to visit with some of our good friends and the people that are making these gifts happen. There is a lot of great stories behind some of these gifts and what they can do 
for your loved ones or for your athletes or for your students or for yourself in terms of health, wellness, and performance, well, it's pretty impressive, I think. So that's all coming up here on the next few weeks on Crush Performance. It's by far our favorite shows of the year. Not that we don't have a lot of great favorite shows, but this is uh, one of our favorite times of the year where we get to talk about the top gifts for the athletes. So, hey, if you have an idea or a gift idea, get to us again, crushperformance.com. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Let us know if you've received a great gift as an athlete or a recreational athlete or whatever, or even as a kid, like a big wheel. I remember my first big wheel. It was a Christmas gift, by the way. Oh, man, I rode that thing everywhere. I tried to remember, I tried to uh, screw in screws in the wintertime uh, on the ice and the snow so I'd have better traction outside. <laughs> Just great stuff. Uh, let us know if you've had a great gift. We'll be uh, covering that over the next couple weeks as well. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Share it with your friends. Go to crushperformance.com. Sign up for our newsletter and our podcast. Now go out there, get better. We'll talk to you next time on Crush Performance. Goodbye now. Don't forget to ride. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Monitor your personal stress level. And act on reducing stress swiftly. Now, I, I recommend setting my alarm uh, every two hours from the time I get up. So if I get up at 7 a.m., for example, I'll set my alarm at 9 a.m. And then at 11, and then two-hour intervals, 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11 p.m. And when the alarm goes off, sometimes I'm surprised because I'm busy or in the zone doing whatever I'm doing. And when it goes off, I immediately breathe. I relax. And I want to get my breathing under 10 breaths a minute, preferably in the six to eight breaths a minute. We've talked about this on, on this show quite a bit. But right now, listening, you're probably at 15 to 17 breaths a minute. And if you keep looking at your watch and uh, checking your text uh, while listening to the show, uh, you may be stressed and you may be over 20 breaths a minute. Well, that's where productivity drops like a stone. So this little alert system, especially now during stressful times when we're closing the year, preparing for the new year, and we have all kinds of activities, parties, travel, uh, Christmas. Monitor your personal stress levels. And again, my strong recommendation for a couple of days, set your alarm, and when it goes off, Unhinge your jaw, relax your tongue, and just chill out. Breathe. Eyes open or eyes closed, that's on you. If you're driving, obviously your eyes are open. Pay attention to your personal stress level. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.